Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, fuck you! Yes! Yes! Fuck you too! The reminder that you should stay true to yourself and trust in an natural flow episode. Yeah. Oh, hey. oh. That was a mouthful. Oh. <laughs> <And how. laughs> and then to the United States of America. <laughs> this guy just looked that all weird. I know, I was just like. I was waiting for a DM. You see that, see that vein in his forehead? <laughs> <laughs> and to you, the United States of America, Los Estados Unidos. <laughs> there, was, there was words like, trust in the natural flow of the universe episode. Unspoken words, episode 136. We got the six well bridey tradition in the house tonight. But before we get into that, over here to my right, all the way from Bob Boy 909090, he's your favorite Indian, your ace hone one, JCB. Say, show the lay vatos. Show the lay vatos. Show the lay homes. Show the lay vatos. And over here to my left, all the way from L. Jesus. He is the pod Gotti Randy B in the place to be number eighty three. Say, okay, hey, <laughs> hasta la vista. <laughs> <laughs> los Estados Unidos. <laughs> <laughs> Started rattling off some foreign language. <laughs> <I know. laughs> hey, and you know me, Mo hugs not drugs. All the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Oh. Hoka hey, Hoka hey, aho little big man, little big man, aho. I like um watching some documentaries and stuff like on YouTube. There's some real good like um oh remember that guy that came to Crow and then he was interviewing that um stops guy. Um and then he's like the crow's never been conquered and he's like oh yeah that, that, yeah that same guy. I went to his channel and I was kind of I was kind of watch previewing some different episodes that he done, and he was down in Navajo country. Man, um, it was getting kind of creepy. So I turned it off. What do you mean? Because they went to like this cave where like uh, it's known like skinwalkers and stuff. Holy smokes! Really? Yeah. I want to go home and watch that. Yeah, like they started getting into it, and then I was just like. Uh, I'm not going to watch this right now. I'll wait till later. Different time. Midnight, huh? Yeah, wait till Ooh. it's dark. <laughs> 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 
But they, they went to the cave. I was just like, whoa. And like, they went, like, that guy, that Bastila, he was, like, you could tell he's scared. He said, are you sure you want to go up there? Are you sure we're allowed to go up there? And then he's like, yeah, we don't, we don't, we're not going to go in. We'll just go to that, like, the opening. And then he kept stopping and, like, asking them questions. And, like, you could tell he was, like, stalling. He didn't want to go up there. Man. So I wouldn't either. Man, I was just like, man, this is crazy. And I started, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch this right now. Cheetah. Uh. <laughs> but he, that guy goes into like the history of it. It's probably just a small portion of it, but it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to check that out, man. I want to see it. I find that guy is interesting. I find his videos interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think he does a good job. He goes into it with good intentions, and he's just like he doesn't know, and he's just trying to find out. Yeah. Is that is that that white dude that goes to like um, those gang places and yeah yeah um, like oh I don't know if it's the same one but yeah he, he he was riding around with those uh all those gang members in L A the East Side whatever like those old, those old showing, yeah showing yeah them the car culture and stuff yeah okay oh, really? I, I watched a couple of them yeah oh yeah That's and cool. then I like um, I want to watch that a good one. channel and then there's like like one of the titles was like uh, most isolated reservation invitation only oh really. Yeah. The one in Alaska, right? No, this was in Arizona, I think. He's, oh, Arizona? Think was, uh, the most remote? Remote, or I think. Uh, it, huh. Huh. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out some more. But yeah, it said invitation only. Wow. That's, yeah. That I think, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Right on, right on. So, but, um, go ahead. No, I was going to say what that reminded me of was like, uh, I watched one of those, like, scariest things ever caught on camera or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I watched one and I thought, oh, I ain't gonna watch this and it creeped me out. And then now they keep popping up. Like I want to watch. Oh it yeah, 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 like, yeah. No, that's man. how they baby. Man, that's what that's what happens. That's how they get you, man. I, and then before you know it, man, it's like midnight and you're watching all this crazy stuff. And you're like, I shouldn't have watched that. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep. <laughs> what did I just watch? There was a couple of weird ones that popped up after I watched the video you sent. <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not Josiah. I ain't watching this. That one from this morning. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. That one was trippy. I was going to say that guy, like, I expected him to have, like, this real little tiny voice. Yeah, yeah. And then when he opened up his voice, I was like, wow, that voice shouldn't be that deep. I didn't even get to watch it. Oh, you didn't watch it? No. I'll try to find it on YouTube. And it. But anyway, I just wanted to switch gears, man. It is the NBA Finals, baby. NBA Finals. Uh, hey. <laughs> what was that? What was that? <laughs> oh, it's talking through it. Do it again. Do it louder. Oh, man. Buffalo, <laughs> the Duncan, Duncan Chialello. What? Your shorts are yeah, hello, yeah, hello. <laughs> How many different languages did you speak there in the opening? <laughs> no, just Spanish. <laughs> that one sounded real odd. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get out your Google Translator. Yeah, I was like, what is this guy speaking? <laughs> was, anyway, I was speaking in tongues. Oh, just I say nuggets in five. Nuggets in five. Okay, what about you? Man, I say I would love to see Miami win, but I would, yeah, I'd say Nuggets sweep. Yeah, I'm going for the Nuggets, but I ain't going to be mad at the Heat if they win. Yeah. I'm hoping for a seven-game series, man. I hope it's a dog fight. Yep. I hope it's a dog fight every game. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know don't if it'll know. happen, but. <clears throat> Jokic yeah. is too good. Yeah, I know. I mean, the way I see it, like on paper, man, Nuggets are going to blow them out. But, but then, they, they've been saying that about the Heat all yeah, the, playoffs. Uh, yeah, they never picked the Heat. 
Jimmy Butler got the dog in him. Jimmy Buckets. Himmy Buckets. Himmy Buckets, yo. He's him, yo. He's him. <laughs> I did like that game six, though. That Which one? That uh, Celtics and Heat. Heat, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I, did, I didn't even watch Club game seven. Laughing. I was shocked. I was like, what? Oh, you didn't watch it? I didn't watch it. I mean, what was I doing? I was doing something. I was busy. No, we were texting, remember? Game six. What's that? Yeah, it was game, game six. Game six was the buzzer beater. Then oh, and then ga- oh, yeah, that was game six. And then game seven was the blowout. Yeah, the blowout, the blowout, the blowout. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't watch that either. I once they went up by about 10 or 12. Yeah. And then, you know, man, it's like Celtics couldn't. It couldn't get any closer than that, so I just turned it off. I knew I saw the writing on the wall. Dang. And then uh, what's the name? Tatum. He he got hurt in it. Kind of rode his ankle in the first. Uh, first play. First play. Dang. First shot. He went up. He went for a jump baseline jump shot, and he came down on somebody else's foot. Uh, was it his left ankle yeah, or right? Yeah. I seen the video. I was like, oh, it was man. either his left or his right. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those two. <laughs> oh, yeah. See that? Definitely could see that. <laughs> Jimmy buckets, man. I kind of want them to win, even though I want. I've been rooting for the Nuggets this whole NBA playoffs. But uh, man, like I said, I wouldn't be mad. Somebody, uh, one of those guys was uh, one of those sports casters was saying that Jokic is like playing with his younger brother, mm. like he's that good, like. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's like he, he, it's like he's playing his younger brother because no matter how hard you try or no matter how hard the ball goes your way, he's still just that much better than you. Yeah, like a cat playing with a mouse. Yeah, man. Because they were talking about like the way he shoots and yeah, I don't know. So, do you think like um, the time in between games? Like he just played a couple of days ago. Nuggets haven't played in like what two weeks, week and a half, like nine days. So you think that's gonna I think, I don't know. I think that plays into the Nuggets' favor um, because, like, I mean, they just had a dog. They just battled through that seven-game series. Then they got to come to that elevation and play. Yeah. And And without even, like, having, you know, three, four days to recuperate. Yeah, and then you don't get acclimated to it either. So if you're not used to it, you know, Catches up to you, yeah. Like that podcast I shared with you guys, that Knuckleheads one. They're talking about it today. They said, "Man, those Denver Nuggets just walk around Denver, man. They stay in shape just from walking around in that altitude." <laughs> so you think they'll run them out? Just I just think the first game them, gas them out. Yeah, I think the first game, man. I think Nuggets are gonna punish them. It'll kind of be, I don't but, know, just my opinion. Like nine days out is kind of a long time to sit at home. True, right? Yeah. Like especially being like. From my perspective, I know I'm not an athlete, like a professional athlete. When you look at me, it's hard to believe. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, like nine days out, bro, like to them is almost like a two, like, I don't know. It's out of their natural order of things. True. Yeah, and that's what, that's what a lot of those, especially the former players that, you know, they kind of analyze this stuff. They said that you can't replicate that playoff game type deal. You can scrimmage, you can, you know, work out, mm. you can do all that, but you can't, you know. That intensity of yeah, it. Yeah, when the repli- lights are on, the lights are on. You can't, re- you can't replicate that. So yeah. they said there might be some rust. I don't know. Like, I think the fact that they're in Denver with that altitude is going to kind of negate all that. Yeah, okay. For real. Like, I think so because, I mean, they're showing, like, the elevation what was it like Miami's like eight feet? 
<laughs> above the like sea level. Yeah, that's like nuts, three huh? feet below the sea level. And then like Denver's like 5,600. A mile high. Something. A mile high, yeah. Ooh, how many feet in a mile? 5,620. Mm-hmm. I think it's 5,260, though. 5,260? Yeah, I believe so. Because mm-hmm. remember, they have the elevation right on the by the free throw line, too. Yeah. <clears throat> that, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. That's what that is. That number? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I mean, I think, but man, Denver's bench is deep. I mean, Yuck. for real, though, man, they got guys coming off the bench. <laughs> He's starting somewhere else. You know? Why'd you shake your head, JC? <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> so I said the bench is deep. <laughs> real deep. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but that's kind of what I was saying was like, uh, man, I forgot who I was watching today, but they were like, man, of course, every team's going to have one or two. But what's important is how three through seven play. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what determines the championship. And when you look at Denver, they have it because hardly anybody outside of the Miami Heat fan base probably even know their players. Mm hmm. Yeah, true. And they're all they're What do they they take pride in the fact that they're all undrafted? Yeah. That's the chip on the shoulder that they've been playing with, and that's kind of how. Like, is Pat Riley still like what the president of basketball operations there? Something like that, yeah. yeah. He's so the culture he's developed is kind of like a man one of conditioning. Remember, yeah. Like they run ragged, like Miami Heat. Like they have a, one of the things about them that I read is they are super serious about their training. Yeah, beyond other teams because because of situations like this. That and I think that Eric Spolster, he out coached the Celtics. Oh man, Spolster, yeah. man, he's put on a clinic. I think like he's a genius because he started in like the film room, so he spent years just watching film. Bro, he probably smart, huh? So he probably, I mean, he knows the game in and out. Yo, like I don't think it's a fluke that they're here. Yeah, I, I think that eight seed is kind of well they. Had a chance for the seven, but they lost, right? Yeah, the Bulls beat them. Or no, somebody, no. I don't remember the first. I can't remember either. A play-in? That was, yeah. seems like a long time ago. A really About long a month time ago. ago. That's Spostra. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be good. I, I hope, hope it's, it's good. good. I hope it's good. Yeah. I hope it's good, man. They did sweep the Lakers. Um, I would say it's a sweep. Hopefully, uh, the Heat make a series of it. Yeah. I'm hoping for seven, but like I said, um, I won't be mad if the Heat win, but Nuggets probably sweep them. Yeah. I get their brooms out. I think, I think uh, Miami will get one. They'll get one at home. They might come in and steal that first one. That, that's yeah, that, too. So if, if they do, I'll give them two. Right, because, bro, like, man, these are the exact same four teams that were in a bubble. And then down to freaking Miami, right? Miami played for the, the chip that year. Yeah, and those Lakers. Yeah. yeah, and the Lakers beat him. Remember, Jimmy, like, remember that picture when he was leaning on that stuff after that game? Or during the game, huh? Yeah, he was like, exhausted. Exhausted. Like, bro, like, he emptied himself out. Yeah, and if AD didn't hit that jumper, mm-hmm. he would have won that series. Yep. Damn AD. I know. It's the bro. Yeah. What do you guys think of L.A.? Swept. <laughs> what about Boston? Do you think they come back next year with the same nucleus? I don't know about that. Uh, wow. Because they're already talking about Jalen Brown going somewhere else. To Portland, right? 
Portland or there was another one. Um, ah, shoot. Portland and there was somebody else that was in that, the, the article that I read. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, I saw Portland in there. Mm. That'd mm. be crazy. They could use him out there. I think they, man, I, I, I'd i like to see him with Dame. Yeah. So you all, did we all pick Nuggets? Yeah, I did. I said five. Okay. Nuggets and foul. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying seven. I want seven, so that's what I'm going to say. Seven game series, just dogfight, coming down to the last shot every game. Ooh. Man, that'd be the best. But this time of year too is like bittersweet. Cause then once this series is over, there's like no basketball. <laughs> we got no basketball till freaking October. I know no basketball. It's like uh, like oh, I, don't, I don't even watch. I don't even watch ESPN during Mm-mm. the summers. I mean, there's WNBA. I'll I'll, to, I'll turn one of those on. I don't even watch that. You don't watch? The, I watch WNBA. Not much. I mean. I'd like to watch more. Yeah. It's like, it's not intentional. It's just kind of, I think for me, they're not as publicized. Oh, yeah. So. I guess I'll take that back. There's basketball. Yeah. But, yeah. I was going to make it more, in, like, make it more intentional and watch more WNBA this year, too. I've already yeah. watched a couple games. Bro, it would be nice, like, to go to Vegas and catch a game. Oh, yeah. Vegas, Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Speaking of Vegas, uh, Golden Knights are in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You guys watch hockey? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've been getting into it a lot, and especially this last and during these playoffs. Yeah, I love Boston good. in the spring. From riding the best. Yeah, but there's oh, always baseball. He goes to Yale. Oh, I love not Boston that, in the spring. <laughs> not that the Red Sox are doing very good right now, but you never know. Mm. They just they got they got one of the the toughest divisions in baseball because the Yankees are there, the Rays are there. The who? Uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, no, before that, Yanks. Don't make me say that again. <laughs> don't make me. Say we got to record that one. The Yankees. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. The Skankies. <laughs> the Skanks. <laughs> Skankies. Skankies. <laughs> uh, oh, and Baltimore's doing pretty good. Believe it or not. Oh. So it's it's a tough. Like I remember one year, if Boston was in any other division, they would have been in first place. But Dang. since they were in their division, they were in third. Dang! Oh, dang! That's how. And how many games do they play? Hundred and sixty-two. Hundred and sixty-two. They oh, do like double headers and stuff too. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> they do double headers. Oh man! I bet that's when it's you like get your Will, day job, huh? Willie Mays says, uh, "Let's play two. Dang. Willie Mays Hayes. Dang. What about him? That's my favorite player of all time is Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> Wild thing. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll say that one. Who's the, your favorite baseball player? Willie Mays Hayes. The best one is that number there, that pitcher guy. Are you trying to tell me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Jake something, isn't it? Jake is the catcher dude. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what. Oh man, I can't remember. His Willie name. Mays, he's the one who bought those gloves. He said about five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> is that what he said? Five hundred? It's like fifty, I think. Oh, about fifty of these. How many bases I'm gonna steal? He has the attitude. He don't have the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it is like the it's end of the year. Um, me and Randy's kids are getting out of school. Got one more day. Yes, um, half day. So I was going to see if you guys had any like interesting end of the year school stories. 
um, interesting or funny or whatever. You guys got any stories from like your school days, schoolyard days? You know how long ago that was? No, just kidding. <laughs> back in nineteen, back in the nineteen hundreds, it's gonna hurt thinking about that days. <laughs> thinking no, that far I, back, all I really remember is like field days and stuff. The one thing that like jumped out when I saw your text was um was senior year at Chamawa and they sent everybody home, but the senior stayed. Mm-hmm. We had like that whole week. Just they took us on trips, and I think Seaside, Oregon. I think that's the name of that place. Um, they took us to this old old timey like amusement park and like you get on the um the roller coaster and it's made out of wood and shit. oh really <laughs> and you're going up and it's just rattling around <laughs> and oh man i could hear one of them saying it sounds like this thing's gonna fall apart holy <laughs> smokes and that's a hell of a thing to say while we're still on it man. yeah wait till we get off dang popo coming y'all better run five oh better run pull over five oh five oh yeah uh, i don't have any end of the year stories Mm, what any graduation stories? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not. I don't remember those ones. <laughs> I don't know because, I, I, like, I graduated here in Billings at the high school, Billings Central. Um, but I went to my like my friends, the guys I grew up with. They graduated like a week before I did. And I went out there, and that was weird. Did you party all weekend? Um, I can't remember. I I think we went to that. They had a party, and we went to it. I remember that out in the sticks. I remember going. I don't know because I don't want to glorify any of that either. I almost right. went into like the war stories, but I remember <laughs> going to like a kager out there in, in Briar. Yeah, mm. like right around my. It wasn't my senior year. I think I might have been like a junior. Oh okay. Um, but that's kind of where like my end of the school years were. But also remember like eighth grade trip. Yeah, we went to. They took us to Elitch Garden. Like, I didn't go to school that year. Uh, that was the year that we moved here to Billings. That was, like, 96, mm. 95, 96. And I was on homeschool all year. Yeah. But I was able to be a part of the eighth grade graduation, and stupid me ended up stealing at Elitch's, not knowing that there was all kinds of cameras, and, man, <laughs> bro, I got caught, man. It was dumb, too, because all it was was a lot of pop. A lollipop. a lollipop, like one of those freaking like remember those long colorful uh the suckers? <laughs> remember they made like the like antenna. But it was like a long it was like a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, bro, I I, I'm trying to get the picture to the to the listeners, but <laughs> well they can't see yeah, your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like but that's what it was, and man, I remember like dog, they took us to this truck. Like, I was parked there, bro. Like, it didn't even look like a security center. And when we went in there, they set me down. And, bro, I saw all these freaking little TV screens. Dang. And this is, like, in the late 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how, like, they already had video back is then that in one Denver. of the ones that they turned, like, basically into a little shank after a while? What's that? that the lollipop, lollipop thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember they turned into, like, a little, like, real pointy and yeah. stuff? Yeah, the, one of those. Mm. I know what you're talking about. And it's like wax at the bottom. Yeah. Dang. But that's, yeah, I was, I was just in a different place back then. Crazy. Who wasn't? I don't even think, we didn't even get an eighth grade trip. At the end of the year, I remember in eighth grade, they took everybody, everybody to uh, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. Who, like in the 80s? <laughs> the original? Yeah, it wasn't the 80s. <laughs> 1980, 1887. <laughs> 
close. <laughs> the 89. concept. 89. <laughs> Man, our elder here. Yeah. 1989. Oh. Way back in the 1900s. Wow. Wow. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> no, that's crazy. Um. Oh, oh go, ahead. go. You had a story. So, okay. So, like, senior year, right? Like, so in Lodgegrass, we would. End of the year, like big batch, like right now, like the last week of school is when all the kids, like it's a free week, right? Like you finish all the testing. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's more like a, a a free a free for all. Let's say like all the kids, like different grades are playing. Uh, but one of the big things in Lodgegrass is softball. We would always play softball. Mm. Different like PE class. We go out there, man. Everybody would play. And I remember our world history teacher, Miss Hills. Her name was Jennifer Hills. She was a Jeopardy contestant. A couple years after, but she was a, a rookie teacher that year, and I remember like we were playing, and she hit the ball, and she was like a a bigger lady, yeah, and man, she just started running, like she was running the first base, man, and she like biffed it and fell, oh. but like man, all the kids like just started laughing. She started laughing. It, it was like one of the funny like, yeah. I know I didn't explain it as funny, but back then, bro, like everybody blew up and just couldn't stop laughing because oh, she really? like she fell on like bounced, you know. <laughs> I remember. Uh, okay, I, so, thought I was waiting for something traumatic, like yeah. she broke her leg or <laughs> no, something. Bro, like she cried with laughing. <laughs> she was a bigger woman, like you know, and like she was top heavy and she ran and bro, like she like just the momentum <laughs> took her. And she fell, bro, and she just kind of started bouncing. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man, everybody lost it, bro. It's okay, so that Dang. reminded me of one that, that triggered a memory right there. Because <laughs> I remember I was in, I was I had to have been sixth grade in Arizona, <clears throat> and uh, we were doing the same, we had that field day, right? And we were doing tug-of-war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was one sixth grade class against the other. And, you know, and the, the, other, the dudes on the other side, man, they were bigger, you know, like, Kids or some kids are just automatically bigger than others at that yeah. age. They just hit a growth spurt. Yeah. So we knew we were going to lose. So we all got it. All right. We'll we'll, uh, we'll act like we're pulling for a while and then we'll just let go. Yeah. And so <laughs> we did that. We were pulling <laughs> and our side, everybody now. And then we all let go. But that rope stayed tight. Like, you know, like didn't, they didn't fall backwards, but they started going backwards here. <laughs> Come to find out there's this bigger girl, big, big, big bone lady or a girl. And dragging her through the dirt. Oh. They tied her to the end. She was like, there was like a loop at the end of that rope. Yeah. And she was in there. So they drug her across. <laughs> that's, why that, that's why that rope didn't, you know, just let go and they, they didn't fall down. They just started pulling. And oh, heck, man. Hear that girl, just they just drug her by all of us. <laughs> oh, man, you guys are mean. I didn't know it was like that until she went by. <laughs> oh, man, I can't remember that girl's That's name. right. I wonder if she played uh, Tug of War after that. <laughs> she wasn't the anchor. Oh, dang. Man. I could just see it in my mind, too. Just, <laughs> just dragging. Dragging it through the dirt. I got a tug of water story. It was my last job. <clears throat> uh, we had this event. It was like a Cat Grizz game, and we had this event, and there's people there, and they wanted to do tug of war. So I went and got this rope from one of my buddies. He's like a fitness guy. And he gave me one of a, a rope, but I didn't know it was like a bungee cord. <laughs> And so we got it out, and I said, oh, man, this is like a bungee cord. What if it snaps? And then 
um, my boss and coworkers like, oh, it'll be all right, it'll be all right, let's just, let's just play anyway. I said, I don't know, man, what if this breaks, you know? Yeah. And then they're just like, no, let's just do it, let's just do it. And I was like, all right. So I reluctantly did it, <clears throat> but I didn't participate because my boss wanted me to, like, take pictures of the event. So they, they, you know, all the Cat fans on this side, all the Grizz fans on this side, and they started pulling, and we were in a parking lot. And I'm bugging that bungee snap. Oh, man. But, like, there there was just, like, still, like, a couple strands. It was, like, a bunch of bungees inside of a yeah. case. Yeah. yeah. And, like, most of the bungees snapped, except for, like, maybe two or three of them. But, like, majority of them, the ten of them, like, snapped. And everybody went, boo. And then this side let go of it. And then that bungee just, like, recoiled and went, boo. <laughs> And when, as it was going back, one of the ladies was standing up and it like hit her foot and knocked her back and she like cracked her head open on the pavement. Ooh. I think you told me that story before. I think I remember. And then you me like that. everybody was laughing and then like she was laying there screaming and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, like you got, like she almost died or something. Acting like that's that's the way it seemed. Like, yeah, I think you remember telling me that. Yeah, and that bungee like went back and like this person over here that was still hanging on to it, like, boom, like, hit him in the leg. I remember that. Yeah, I was just like, were you there? oh, you were there, huh? Yeah. Man, I, didn't wanna, I did not want to do that. Man, it was, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, everything, like, pointed towards not doing that. Yeah. And then the result was, like, it was scary. Yeah, it was real Were scary. they Indians there? Oh, all Indians. All Indians. Yeah, that's why, then. <laughs> <laughs> everything pointed at not doing that, it was but like, you did it anyway. Yeah, no. <laughs> Because I was like, at first, I was like, well, there's not enough people here to have, like, a good tug of war. I was like, I don't want to do any of these games. And then my coworkers and everybody was like, let's do it anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was, that was creepy. Yeah, like, end of the event, really. Yeah. Because every, every, everybody was having fun, and then right after that, I was like, oh, man, I better get going. I know, everybody just started bouncing. <laughs> she, killed the, she killed the mood. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. not her on purpose, but yeah. Yeah. But no, um, same thing. Like, field day, end of the school year. I remember where um, we were. We had this little diamond out. And remember at St. Charles, there was that little diamond way back there behind the yeah. Father Randolph's house? Yeah. So we were all going to play softball. <clears throat> and there was a bag out there. And Tommy Nago had that bag out there with all the equipment in there. And, like, we all just ran out. Middle school, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. We all ran out. We were running over there, and then someone was trying to open the bag, and I don't know why. Somebody started kicking it, so then everybody started kicking the bag, and, like, like we were just, like, in a circle, and everybody started kicking the bag. I don't know why we were doing that, but the teachers freaked out. They thought we were jumping somebody. Oh, man. Because all they seen was, like, teenage boys just, like, kicking. Kicking. Man, they came in there, and, man, they are throwing us around, knocking it off, and pushing us back and screaming and, like, scared the crap out of all of us, and we are just all backing up, and then they're, like, then they seen what we were kicking, and they're, like, don't ever do that, and, like, cussed us all out oh. made us all go back inside. Damn, like, you know, ruined, they they ruined, ruined it just by kicking that bag. I don't know why we started kicking it, though. Somebody started kicking it, and everybody started kicking it. Just practice. Yeah. Weird. Huh, that's Weird. crazy. 
They probably didn't want to be embarrassed. Like, bro, I wonder how those teachers were. They were probably pissed, and they were like, ah, we can't let them get away with this. <laughs> Take them inside. That'd they be embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be embarrassing to find out, think your kids are fighting, and then you cuss them out, and then you get there, and it's a little bag. <laughs> like, it was a big bag. Like, well, yeah, big like, as a table. And yeah. had all the bats and mitts in there and stuff. There was this uh, teacher in, when I was in junior high at uh, Punicoos at the high school. Mm-hmm. And I think this might have even been towards the end of the year. Mm. But <clears throat> she was like this, she, she said she studied karate and stuff, and then she, she brought in, remember those, um, those, I don't even know what they call them, those inflatable things that you hit and they come back up. Oh, yeah, yeah. She had like a large one, like a big one. Yeah, yeah. She goes, this is what I used to practice on. She goes, go ahead, you know, punch it, do whatever you want to it. And we popped it. <laughs> we kicked the shit out of her. We popped it. Oh, and she pissed? No, she just kind of went over. <laughs> oh, bro, she went over there and the way she picked it up, it was like a person. Picked it up like this with two hands. She kind of looked at it and she goes, it's all right. <laughs> she said, go ahead. And that thing. Dang. We popped her little punching bag thing. You can't say that to res kids. You grow up <laughs> <No>, fighting, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what happened. I know we had it down. Man, there was like about five of us and we popped. Oh, you guys were like jumping it? <laughs> Not even waiting for it to come back up. Oh, uh, deadly guys. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. You guys feel warmed up? Absolutely. Pretty, pretty warm. I'll tell you that. I know. I know. I'm warm. I don't want to. I don't want to move. All right, well, DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Yo, let's get into our topic. Yo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're here in episode 136, Unspoken Words, and tonight we're going to cover sticking with our pattern here, and we're going to cover the sixth tradition, sixth Walbriety tradition, it being June, it's the first of the month, get up, get up, it's time for me to go get my OG check, um, jamming out to, um, I was thinking about that Bone Thugs and Harmony first of the month song this morning here my cousin sent it to me like right after i was thinking about it and i was like whoa this guy cut my vibes so i was jamming out to it but real quick on that note have you guys ever watched that video recently which one the first of the month first of the month video not lately there's Uh one thing on there that i never noticed maybe i did but didn't really stick out to me but like they're wearing beanies like towards the middle of the video and they got like an emblem here and it's on fire. What? Like digitally? Yeah, like digitally. Are one of the Bone Thugs conspiracies. They're like, first it's like Busy Bone and like it's his verse and he's rapping. And then they show him he's sitting at a table. He's got a beanie on. He's rapping and then like that emblem's on fire. And I, I started laughing. I was like, that looks dumb. I said, they must, I'm, it would probably look cool back in the day, you know. Yeah. Late 90s. I said, yeah. oh, they're like, oh, man, that's cool. But then, then the next then goes to a couple of different scenes, different shots, and then comes back to that scene where Busy Bones at that table, and then they're all there, and crazy, lazy wish, and they all have beanies on, and the emblems there, and it's on fire, 
all four of them, and I was like, man, I busted out laughing. I was like, that looks dumb. <laughs> I wonder. They're all on fire. Yeah, the beanie, or just that little emblem on the yeah, beanie yeah, on yeah. fire. And I was like, I never noticed that before. When I leave, I want to watch that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'll check it out too. Because I was like, I don't remember that ever. Yeah. Because like huh. I haven't watched that video in like years. You remember their shirts? Like everybody always wanted to get those kind of shirts. Yeah, those bone thugs. Yeah, they're all standing there. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I always wanted one, but I've never bought any bone attire. <laughs> like they wore the Cleveland Indians. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland, like that East ninety nine. I thought yeah. that was like a like a reference to like. The year 1999 Yeah But that's the reference To where they're from Yeah Street Yeah It's 99 <clears throat> But anyway That was a rabbit trail And a half <laughs> So Coming back to the Sixth Wellbriety tradition um, <clears throat> It states We honor the circle Who you see here Who you hear here When you leave here Leave it here And for me, initially when I was when I came to the rooms and um, then when we launched the talking circles, that was huge. That was like one thing that I always said, and I always say to this day. Whenever I'm facilitating a talking circle, um, I say this uh, in different kind of term. I, mean, I say, "Who you see here, what you hear here, leave it here." That's all I say. That's kind of more of an AA thing. Yeah. Um, but same concept. But for me, hearing that early on, that gave me, that was like liberty. Liberty to, okay, I can be honest. I can just like share. Honestly, I can talk because we're all in agreement here that what we talk about here is not going to leave this room. Meaning, you know, that confidentiality, anonymity, all those things are covered. And then you say that saying. So that was very, uh, that was comforting to me, and I, you know, willing to share after that. Um, and I did openly talked a lot, and still to this day, you know, um, where initially that was a comforting thing. Where today, it's I still believe it's a good thing to keep in the traditions and the bylaws and the rules of the group. Um, but personally for me, like, I don't care. We talked about this on the last episode or almost every episode. Like I wear my recovery on my sleeve. I openly talk about recovery wherever, where some people are not so much. And that's where I opened up to you two gentlemen. Uh, that's, um, like that whole concept, I think that's always been a like a trigger for me because I, I guess it goes back to to uh, you know people always talking shit about other people. And I'm gonna let me start off by saying I'm not completely 100 percent innocent, right? Yeah. But I always tried to you know not do that as much as I heard other people around me, you know, like oh man, do you hear what Randy said? You know what Josiah did? Or you know like that. Did you really see what he was wearing? Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter Yuck. what it is. Um, you know, it doesn't really matter what they're saying. It's the fact that they're saying things behind somebody else's back. And I kind of, like, that was always such a, such a. Turn off. Trigger. Well, yeah, okay. Turn off. Yeah. So, I mean, and then because I think because it's happened to me before. 
Oh yeah. Right? Like I had stories come back to me that weren't even true. Like, yeah. I remember, did I tell you guys about when they said we killed a dog? Oh, I think so. But anyway, tell us. Okay. So when, back when I was in, I think we were in high school at the time, but somebody started a rumor. Oh, I think I know. So yeah, go ahead. Keep about going. us being devil worshippers and sacrificing a dog because we were all into Metallica and, you know, Molly Crew and, you know, Oh, yeah, that. I remember you saying that. So, yeah, I mean. You guys that, dress punk? Well, more like metal, but not punk. Okay. There's, a, there's, right. a, there's a difference. I but. know. But, yeah, uh, so like that. And uh, the first time I heard about it was when somebody asked me, is that true? Yeah. And, man, they sent us to the principal, or dean of students anyway, they sent us to his office and. They were talking to us and they were asking us about it and man, I got pissed, bro. Mm. I was mad. I was, and the other guy that was in there with me just sat there like, like he didn't know. I was scared. Do. Yeah, but I, man, I popped off. I'm like, man, like show me, show me where it is. Where is this thing? Yeah. Like you guys, and that was just from ignorance, dude. Yeah. I mean, people just don't know stuff. Yeah. But you know, so bringing me back to this, like if I'm gonna go into a room and you know. <laughs> express myself in the way that I need to in the midst of an addiction, I have to be able to trust the people around me, you know, and, and I think that part of it is, you know, it's sacred. Yeah. Like, to me it is. And you, I don't know if you guys ever noticed, but I don't trust too many people. Like, mm-hmm. I can count them on, my, on one hand. I do not, I mean, that's just, I got serious trust issues. Yeah. Especially now. Um, But, that being said, you know, I, I just think it's like one of the most important things for us to uphold as a group, as a circle, as, you know, people in recovery, especially for people that are coming in. Because, you know, people hear things, right? They they, they, they hear things about certain groups or certain, uh, you know, um, meetings that, oh, I heard all they do is go in there and do this and do that. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to that one. Mm-hmm. All I hear, do they just talk about this or they just put other people that, you know, they know they hear these things. And that's kind of a, it's a detractor from going in there and getting the support that they need. True. <clears throat> and, um, and so, and one of the biggest, or one of the things that I read about AA is during one of their biannual get togethers that they have, like a national kind of thing. They said the biggest reason people leave an AA meeting or don't come back is because of the lack of fellowship. Mm. Like that's the number one reason, right? Like they don't feel like they belong or they don't feel like there's, you know, something ain't right with this place. Yeah. And I think that, that to me is for me, I guess I shouldn't sit go out and, you know, project this on anybody else. But for me, that would, that would be the biggest detractor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I can't go in there and I can't trust these people to tell them my deepest, darkest secrets. If they're just gonna, you know, turn around and go say things about me talk behind my back mm. or you know um even pass judgment yeah right? like i i can't sit there and pass judgment on anybody for anything yep. ever that's just the way it is because i'm not perfect um you're not my past well i mean I, I back then i wasn't <laughs> i'm the closest thing to perfection today it's it's you're getting there you know <laughs> the closest thing no. <laughs> but uh, no seriously though i mean so you know I, I I can't I I just can't bring it within myself to to do that mm. knowing where I'm coming from. Right? Yeah, like my argument to perfection has no ground to stand on. Mm, mm, mm. And so it's like, God, how can you do that to somebody, especially when they're coming for help? 
especially yeah. when they're looking for a place to where they feel like they belong and they feel like they're not the only one. Mm. And so for me, it's like this is one of the most important things that we have to hold to. Um, you know, and like even, you know, like Josiah says, you know, I wear my recovery on my sleeve. I'm still not going to go around saying, guess what Josiah said? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like he that's that's up for him to decide. Oh, well, I said this in the meeting. OK, well, that's up to him. Yeah. And he wears his recovery on his sleeve. Okay, that's okay. That's him. That's his choice. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna still. I'm not gonna go around saying stuff like that just because. Oh, it seems okay because he, you know, he's out there and he doesn't care about who knows he's he's in recovery or blah blah blah. Still, mm. that's still a, to me that's just taboo. Okay, I feel that. Yeah, no, I think I think uh, kind of along the same lines, like. It's hard, especially now, like, one thing that I'm, that's really hard for me to respect about corporate America is, like, the the tendency to speak behind people's backs, right? True. And it's, like, when it's brought to the front, then it's like, oh, man, they're confrontational and, you know, all kinds of negative. But when I think about this, this is, like, how I think about it, bro. Like, if I'm not, if I don't feel safe enough to share it in front of everybody, then I shouldn't share it beyond that room. Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. But I'm also learning, like, to be selective in who I trust, because it 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 has come. I know this kind of, this conversation kind of went a different way, but to capitalize good. upon uh, on on what JC was saying is like I feel like that. The reason why I don't feel comfortable is because I've seen people go in the rooms, not you know whatever, but it's like they go in there and then we hear the stories, and it's like man, like for me, that's what having an inner circle. And then having a, a group of friends, but also really relying on that inner circle to be able to share those stories. Like with you gentlemen, like there's stories that I share with you guys that I don't share anywhere else because I respect that feedback from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's the important thing is like to build a community of men. Like right now we're in the process of building a, a, a um, discipleship group for men so that we do have a safe place where there's no judgments, where we're sharing our deepest, darkest secrets but also holding each other accountable, like, hey, this doesn't go beyond here, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and I think it's, <clears throat> I think that's the unfortunate part about a, I've never understood how people can be in recovery and be ashamed of the thing that they've recovered from. Mm-hmm. Like the stigma associated with addiction is crazy. It's like, man, I'm like mainstream society's almost afraid to even have that struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like even even in the even in the um, in the medical like the helpers field, yeah. we see that like bro, like I've run into colleagues who are scared to share that they're actively struggled with addiction, mm-hmm. and it's like man, it trips me out. It's like man, how are you ashamed of you overcoming something? True, like what I see is the strength on you. Like man, there was strength in sharing your hope, right? Like you give out your hope so that. It can happen again in somebody else's life. True. And, but I also think it's easier because this is something that I've been analyzing for the past few months. I think it's easier for natives because we come from smaller populations to be a little bit more personal than greater society. Mm. You know, because we come from communities where everybody knows everybody. True. And I feel like that's why we have a little bit easier time at, like, mm-hmm. sharing our struggles. Yeah. Whereas, like, bro, the whole thing and, like, and one thing that I'm catching on in culture is, is like, 
we may do business together, but that doesn't mean we're friends outside of this business relationship. Mm. And for, and I've never understood that. Yeah. It's like, how can I be in business with somebody if I don't rock with them personally? Mm. And I think the way that I feel like my core values are completely different than corporate America. Yep. Because it's like, if I have a problem with JC, I want to talk to JC about that because we're two grown adults and we can get beyond that. Right. Like whatever. Yeah, Versus, versus like keeping everything in and then talking behind his back. Yeah. Which is kind of what I get from this, like, number six is like, what you hear here, who you see here, it, you got to leave it here. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, I feel like we don't always uphold that tradition, if you will. True. Because people, we're always going to have bad people in, 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 uh, in our groups. Yeah. That are going to go and share, like, but I think that's the power of being vulnerable. Yeah. Like us coming on here and openly sharing our struggle, like society can't use that against us. Yeah. Because they're kept capturing our growth in real time. Yeah. Hey, we struggle with this, but at the same time, us sharing our story broke that. We're like, hey, man, like what I'm sharing, you can't use against me. True. Because I'm willing to come in every Thursday and this is my community. Mm-hmm. They may not know everything, but at least, you know, the listeners are getting some parts of my story that probably aren't shared anywhere else. True. Um, but I think that's like my core value. I don't know if I took that in a different direction, but it's no. all about respect at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's like I respect anybody who struggles with the same addiction that I do and who's willing to give it another uh, give the fight another like give it another day, you know? Yeah. Saying I choose to use this twenty four hours to better myself. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's how it should be rather than, I don't know, used as a weapon. Yeah. I guess, which is kind of scary to me because I do see it in AA circles and, you know? True, true, true. And I think, <clears throat> yeah, that um, I've had, you know, I facilitated talking circles for about five years. And there's only one time where someone didn't respect that. That. You know, who you see here, what you hear here, when you leave here, leave it here. Because someone that wasn't even at the talking circle that I facilitated came back and said, repeated almost verbatim what somebody said in this. Wow. And then, like, I heard they were saying this, and they were talking about me like this. And I was like, what? I said, who told you this? And they're like, well, so-and-so was there. And they were just giving me a heads up. And I said, well, first of all, <clears throat> I said, they broke that trust in that circle. And I said, that's a safe space for people to vent and talk about their issues. So it should have never gotten back to you. Um, <clears throat> and second, I said, I'm going to have to talk to this person. And I did I just told him, I said, hey, you broke this trust. You told this person this, what was said in the talking circle. I said, you either knock it off or you don't come back. And I told him in a good way. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't chastise him. I said, because it's very important that trust. What? Yeah, that trust. You can't break that here. And eventually that person, you know, faded out and as far as I know they're using again you know but 
that would that that time was like I was just like feeling all kinds of emotions like like um mad. Yeah. Like um <clears throat> betrayed. Man, I was feeling everything, man. I was just kinda like all different series of emotions throughout for like the next couple of days. Yeah. I was like, man, how like how dare they? What the hell, you know? I was pissed. <clears throat> um, but I had to calm down and I went and you know, not confronted them, but you know, just approached them and told them that. They apologized and they said, Well, you know, that's my friend and I said, Well, that don't matter. I said, That that you can't do that. Um, because this person is being vulnerable and, and sharing something that happened. Um, but it's not your job to go and turn around and tell somebody else. Yeah. <clears throat> so that saying twofold when I when I think about it. So that initial thing, like there's a certain level of trust, there's a certain level of respect with it. But <clears throat> it doesn't mean that saying doesn't mean like I think there's understood is like unspoken. Unspoken words. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, like, you can take whatever away from the meeting that will help you on your walk on the red road. Like, there's lessons. There's similarities that you'll hear in every single meeting. Like, I've, I have not gone to a meeting where I didn't get something out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always something. Even if it's just, like, one word or even just being there. Like, oh, man, I'm walking the red road, man. I'm in this meeting. And I could be out there, you know. Um, so <clears throat> that part, I guess, doesn't is never really talked about. I've never really heard people talk about that part where you can take whatever you want from the meeting, leave the rest, but then you just don't go talk about it. So and so said this. So and so said that. Yeah, not that piece, but like, you know, yeah. So and so said this that, that helped me. But then you keep that to yourself. You use that for your recovery. Use that for your own walk on the red road. Uh, just reminded me of, uh, I talked about it here, one of my sponsors coming right out of treatment, 2015. I, I told you guys, uh, cussed him out mm-hmm. after a few months or whatever. <clears throat> but um, he was like real strict about it. He's like, I don't want you talking about any, anybody you've seen at the A meetings or even the topic. I don't want you telling that to nobody. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, my girlfriend, she's annoying me. And um, she asked me how the meeting went the other night. And I cussed her out. I said, don't you ever ask me about the meeting ever again. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, he went that far. Like, he took it to that level. Like, don't even ask me about the meeting. I was like, dang, <laughs> that's a little bit too much, man. <laughs> well, can I take it just one step further? Yeah. Just kind of piggybacking off what you said. Is, um, so, like, you hear things in meetings, right? But, yeah. like. Say, you know, Randy comes into a meeting and he says one of his, those awesome quotes that he has, right? Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, I, I'm going to repeat it, but I won't say Randy said. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it like. Cause, Leave you know, the names it, out. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I heard it said that, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Because <clears throat> like, like for me personally, when I'm, when I'm talking, I'm not, I'm not, you know, coming up with anything really profound or original. These are basic truths that have been in, in set in stone since the beginning of time. Beginning of time. Since the beginning of human beings, right? Yeah. We're, we're, I'm just kind of repeating them anyway. Uh-huh. You know, things that I heard, oh, well, maybe uh, Josiah didn't hear this one, and then I'll say something, but I'm not going to say, but Randy told me that. 
Randy said that. Yeah. You know, so but you know, I think I think that part's okay, like to repeat the good stuff. Like, man, I heard this. You don't even have to say where you heard it. Yeah. Oh, I heard it at this meeting at this time on this night. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like just you know, Lee, you can lead, you can repeat the stuff. Just don't bring people's names in it. And it, the caveat there is though, you you don't want to do it about anything negative. Yeah, true. All right, like oh, I heard that such and such was beefing with this one, and then blah, 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 blah. Yeah. they both go to the same meeting. You know, like yeah, I don't have to talk about negative stuff. But if I hear something good, something that was useful, something that I learned, because I'm like you know Josiah. I, I always get something out of it. Yeah. And, you know, Randy says it all the time, too. Like, these people, addicts are smart. They're intelligent people. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen it. I, like, I can't judge a book by its cover anymore ever again. Like, um, you know, I, I, you look at somebody and you think, well, this person looks a little down and out, and they, they're not going to know nothing. But then they come out, and then they just, eloquent they're articulate thoughtful insightful you know all that stuff mm-hmm. and it's like okay you know what i got no i i can't say anything that's just blew my little backhanded theory out of the water yeah so i mean yeah that's you never know when you're gonna hear a really really good one and i think those things bear repeating but you know keep the specifics out of it Keep the yeah. specifics out of keep the names out of it. Mm-hmm. I think it really boils down to just general respect, right? Because you're looking at the way that I look at these rooms is basically like the gym, and that's how I look at the church. Like we're coming there to work out, we're coming there to exercise our coping skills, we're coming there practicing what we're preaching, right? And I think it's imperative that people that utilize these rooms stick to these traditions because it's like, man, the tighter the group grows the more vulnerable we can become and, and the easier the path is to healing. There you go. Because I feel like it, it really, like every person that's, I mean, for the most part, maybe I'm, you know, uh, thinking too lofty, but I feel like almost every person that does come to an AA or a talking circle is there to better themselves in a, in a different way. And I feel like by going and sharing specifics out of these meetings where Shooting ourselves in our own foot, so to say. Exactly. True, 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 true. <clears throat> um, and there's like, you know, there's definitely like people that will go and repeat. People that will um, say, oh, I saw so-and-so at a meeting. I didn't know they were an alcoholic. You know, those yeah. kind of people. Um, even like that, talking behind people's backs. <clears throat> um, it's just like lacking humility. In my mind, in my, the way I see it, um, because if you want a good example of humility, just look, look at, at us. <laughs> <laughs> but no. That one in the middle? That one in the middle is me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I turned to be in the middle. <laughs> We're going to have um, a work, work sandwich. Shop. Humility oh. workshop. Please a sign up sandwich. for it. <laughs> Fry bread and bologna. <laughs> Nothing but bologna. <laughs> All balloons. 
<laughs> All balloons, no cheese. Just bear. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, but. A buckskin. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fry bread and bologna? Or yeah. What? <laughs> oh. Buckskin sandwich. <laughs> never heard that one. Is that with the little red part taking off or is yeah. it on there? <laughs> well, it's not it. bare if you don't take the cover off. <laughs> it's a little pen. <laughs> That's very descriptive, Randy. <laughs> you got to do it real slow, though, like sexy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Use your teeth. Anticipating the end. Use your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like this. My fingernails are all dirty. I got to use my teeth. <laughs> Yuck! Think about we don't need those cameras. <laughs> oh man! So, but for real, uh, yeah, I think people just like that are lack humility because even like what you said, like you just in a couple of things like people like I run into people constantly in, in this uh, community in this city. I talk about other people behind their back, and I'm just like, whoa. My first thought is always, I wonder what they say about me. Yeah. That's always my first thought. Is like, oh, I thought these guys were cool. And he's talking, or she's talking bad about, Yeah, I thought they were homies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and they're talking to me like this, and they try to be cool with me. And so, man, probably as soon as I turn my back, they're probably talking about me too. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I'm always kind of you know, leery of those people. Don't share too much and just like joke around and keep it casual. Um. So yeah, with those and the other thing you guys kind of brought up that was people are like scared to look at themselves, whether they're in recovery or in their addiction or not. Like they're scared to look at themselves, and I I've been noticing that. I don't know why I've been noticing that, but I've been noticing that about people like us. Well, you know we're we've looked at the trail of destruction that we've left behind, and we'll talk about it. Um, but for somebody that made a mistake today, like they won't admit it. Some people won't even admit it. I think that's where the real work begins, bro. Like whether you're in recovery or not is when we're taking the time to reflect on our choices. Yeah. When we start, when we start to call out our own BS. Yeah. Bro, like this season, like every time I feel like it gets easier, dude, I go into a deeper level of depression. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah. bro, it's not easy. Nope. To, like, even today, like, realizing, like, man, was this argument, what part did I play in that? Mm. Because for so long, it was always about them. Yep. What they did. But the common denominator in every struggle in my life is me. <laughs> True, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. like, it, it don't make sense. That everybody else gets to blame and I don't. Yeah. That's why I say, like, man, when we take the time and we're intentional and, like, really healing. Yeah. Bro, you got to be ready for that deeper level of depression. Man, for real. Like, because I'll sit there and then I'll be like, I'll do some reflection. Sometimes I'll forget to do it for a week or two. Then I'll be like, oh, crap. I start thinking, man, I did this. I said this. I'm a terrible person. You know, and I start beating myself up. Bro, that's where I've been. It's like, man, you get this high. I'm like, man, I'm doing the work. So last week was my last meeting with my therapist. Yeah. And it's like, 
I was elated, but also at the same time, like I realized this week, like, man, I'm really going through everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that like, just like the reality goes to the dumps. Yeah. But then realizing like, Hey, I don't belong here no more. I've done the work to get out. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's a constant, bro, that's where the real work is. And I feel like when we're concentrating on ourselves, we don't have the time to worry about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why people see me less on social media right now is because, bro, like, there are days, like, I have good days. Mm. But, bro, like, the days that are sucky, like, when I don't want to answer nobody. Yeah. Man, they seem like they're freaking intensified and, and even more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with that, you know, what always helps me, too, is, like, uh, conflict proceeds clarity. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm feeling low right now, going through this little struggle mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever it is. I'm like, okay, there's there's something at the end of the tunnel. There's, there's some clarity coming, whether that's a lesson or a blessing or, you know, whatever. It's not always going to be this way. Yeah, I think that helps like- me. Like today, I was I went out to uh, Prior, and I'm like, man, I turned on the music, and I was like, man, you know what? I'm so tired to just listen to my music. Like, I was just lost in my thoughts driving out to Prior, like the yeah. green grass and just driving. And, and the thing is, like, I was going about 70, and I, like, slowed down to 50 because I wanted to just take my time, you know? Yeah. Because I'm in this process of just, like, unpacking all this ugliness, and it's like, God, like, all I want is to be clean. Why is it? Like, it's like peeling back another layer. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that's where a lot of people, maybe I'm projecting, but that's where, like, a lot of, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the real work is when we work on ourselves. True that. And I feel like if I'm going to share a part of my heart with you, and it's not publicly known, I've learned to ask the person, like, hey, you know I'm sharing this with you in confidence Mm -hmm. because the opposite has been true. When I've shared my heart, then I've heard it. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, I don't know. I think it just goes to basic human respect. Yeah. True. You got anything that I can feel you stewing over there? Amazing. (laughs) What did you say? Powerful. No, I did not say that. I did not you say see that. how you started using amazing instead of <laughs> <clears throat> No, um Yeah, that like when you guys were talking that I was just thinking of all this stuff, but I think it really kinda comes down like for an like for me, I'll just use myself as an example. It was like mine was based on insecurity. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I don't feel good about myself, well damn it, I don't want Randy to feel good about himself. Mm. And I can't just come out and say, Hey Randy, don't feel good about Oh no, I'm gonna go back. Hey Josiah, guess what Randy said? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm. so, that kind of gives me some sort of a, albeit a false sense of control. It, it, it's it to me in my lies that I tell myself. It mm. seems like I got you know, man. I at least I ain't Randy, you know. Or, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to use you. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, no, no. I, I, mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. No, that, it sounded crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like that. That. No, whole, we do do that, that, that though. That, that whole mindset of like, well, at least I'm not that bad, or you know, at least I didn't do blah blah blah. 
At least Rather, I'm not JC. <laughs> at least, I, yeah, at least I'm not, not me. I may be drinking, but at least I'm not out on Sixth Avenue. Yeah. Mm. I may be using, but at least I'm. You know, I still count my job. Or yeah. Whatever. Man, that was my. That's a lie. I told myself, man, to keep me drunk. Some, some might be an alcoholic. I might have a problem, but at least I still have a job. At least I still have my car. Yeah. And that's that insecurity and that denial, and that. That whole, like, I don't want to be vulnerable. Mm. And it makes me uncomfortable to hear other people be vulnerable. So, you know, the, the only way to, I thought, to alleviate that was to, you know, try to make others seem less than. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yep. I'm insecure. Because I'm insecure, yeah. And I think that's that's a huge struggle, too. You know, it's recognizing those things. And that's, and see, you already said it though. That's hard. It's hard to, it, it's easy to go around and drive, drive through buildings and say, well, look at that one. That's doing that one. And look at this. I bet you they're this. And no, oh, those guys act like that, you know. But it's hard to sit in front of a mirror and say, okay, you have got some faults. Yeah. You have got some character defects. Like, you know, saying, I do, I do. This is what you did. This is what you, you know, put people through. This is, that's, that's tough. That's tough. And sometimes, like, for me, it, like, it comes in waves. Yeah. Like, one will, one small thing might trigger something else, and then pretty soon, like, my mind just. Mm-hmm. And then you man, have a bad day. And, and, yeah, and then, like, you guys already said, you just, we just beat ourselves up over it. Yeah. And there's no reason to do that. There's um, none, but it happens. It, it, yeah, it does. It does no. happen. Like you can't deny that, but learning how to kind of, you know, um, I guess take that pain and that hurt and not keep it that, not keep it in that hurt zone, but to heal from it and then use that to help others to heal. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that's how I try to think of it. Cause there are times like when I, like when, when Josiah said, you know, we reflect back and I think of something I might've said at work or to somebody, you know, anywhere else. I mean, I like, oh man, I hear I am telling myself I'm not that kind of person. I don't want to be that person. And then I did it anyway. Yeah. It's like that's the first thing I have to I have to say is that I'm not perfect, but I'm working on it. But at the same time when I recognize those faults and those mistakes that I've made and then it's like, oh man, what do you think you are trying to talk and mm. trying to help other people and here you are being an asshole to one of your coworkers. Mm. For something stupid, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, man, I do that, man. It's like, but but to come back from that, to be able to, okay, I'm gonna, uh, this is, I'm down here right now, but I know how to get back up. I know mm-hmm. how to keep moving forward. I know how to keep working on myself, and I'll keep an eye on that. And I think it might not even be noticeable, like day to day, but if I look back five years ago, I can tell a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, being mindful of my actions and my words and my intentions and, and also my respect for other people, like it's changed yeah. and it's still changing. It's still evolving. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, we've we've said this on this podcast before, like it's a journey, not a destination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to accept that, I think, is liberating. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That reminded me on that um that movie. Oh shoot! What is it? That the Michael Jordan shoe one? What's it called? Air. 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 Yeah, I remember he's talking about running. 
He's like, people think, like, <clears throat> said, like, getting done, that's the destination. So that's not the destination. He's like, actually doing it is the destination. That's what it reminded me of. Like, did you watch it? No, man. Oh, I, it, right? I have a hard time, like, it's a good I want to watch it. And I've also, like, was watching um, White Man Can't Jump. Oh, yeah. But I have a problem, like, engaging in movies. I don't know why. Like, I'm <laughs> better off with, like, YouTube watching clips. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, bro. It's ADHD. It is because it's, like, squirrel, squirrel. Even though it's freaking interesting, it's still, like, okay, I wonder what's going on. On face page. Yeah. <laughs> or not even face page. Like, it's there, been, like, chat There's GPT. something else to be seen. Yeah, chat mm. GPT. Have you guys been utilizing that? What is it? <laughs> Chat GPT. Uh-uh. I don't know. What is it? That's AI. Oh, is it? Oh, man. man I ain't don't... messing with that, man. man. So it's like, there's a lot of pros, but, man, there's a lot of, like, negatives. Because oh, it's man. like, I don't know. I, I, I think, like, what it's going to emulate, I feel like it will be demonic. Um yeah, I think so, man. What you don't hear a lot of believers talking about it, but like the tendency, like man, it's it's really eliminating um, the human side of things. Yeah, like it's gonna start filling. It'll have a like an emotional, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the more it grows, gonna, yeah, like with all this cloning and stuff, they're creating. They're trying to recreate humanity. Yeah, they're like creating beings, but like us as, as a human being. In order for this vessel to like function, it has to have a soul. Yeah. So they're creating something else that doesn't have a soul. It's gonna be open to the bahuli that the body of yeah. beings out there that can come in and feel that. Like we're moving beyond the human yeah. experience, and what you're getting into is like nephilism. Yep. The the mixture of angels and humans. And that wasn't good in scripture. And that's really like where we're heading. It's like the mixture of yep. of uh like cloning. Yep. Like genetic splicing. We're gonna have relations here, like it's and a lot and the thing is like a lot of what we're talking about probably already exists. We oh. just don't we just don't know yet. But what I'm talking about relations is like they probably are like scientists who are have human beings engaging in to see if they can impregnate Did AI. you see that they made a baby with three DNA of three parents? Really? Yeah. Do you guys remember like late nineties? They they like on dateline and all that, it was like test two babies. Yeah. Like though they're growing human beings inside these test yeah. tube things. Yeah. And I was like, then it just disappeared and they never talk about it again. I was like what make what make then my thought now is like what makes us think that they quit doing that? They never. They never. They did. haven't. And it's like now we prob these things are probably already in existence. We just haven't. We're not aware of them yet. And I think like where we're going is a uh, is scary. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why I say it's demonic because you have a mixture of human humans and other beings, mm-hmm. things that don't have a soul. Your soul. Is your mind, your will, and your emotions? Mm-hmm. Your spirit is 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 a container, like we're, we're, who we are inside, and then it's your mind, your will, and emotions. Your soulish part of your body, and then your physical part is the shell. 
Good morning, my neighbor. Yes, yes. Fuck you. See, we're not gonna have stuff like that no more. Bro, it's crazy, man. Imagine like the first freaking meeting AI meeting on Well Brady. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like. What was it like in the fall? Sometime last year, remember they created that that doll or that robot thing? It was a little girl, or it was like a, a woman, and then they turned it on, and it was like it didn't, it couldn't move around though, but it was just like its upper body, and it was like moving around. And it started conversating, but then it freaked out those scientists because it started thinking on its own, and started replying and started figuring th- things out. On its own, like stuff that it wasn't programmed for, and then they turned it off. Holy smokes, man! See, and I was cool. like, man, that's Skynet, man. That's where we're headed, man. Right, Skynet. I'd say within the next five to ten years, we'll probably be there. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. I mean, something. We're going towards something. Ten years ago, we didn't even know about this stuff. Hmm. Five years from now, bro, we're gonna be in a place where. But it's kind of like what you said earlier. It's like they didn't come up with it overnight. Oh, no, man. I think what they're releasing has been stuff that they've figured out or created like maybe a decade ago or maybe even longer than that. But they're just now releasing it to the public now. I mean, look at that metaverse stuff. When I first seen that, man, I was freaked out, man. I was like, hell no, man. I'm not letting my kids get on anything meta. Did you see the metaverse? Because like, you can buy what they're shooting for. Like, you can play a basketball game with somebody else on the other side of the country. Like, you just put on those goggles and stuff, and you scan the court, and then you both can play with a digital ball. Bro, that's almost like the Matrix type. Yeah, Um, like they want us to plug in, and once we plug in, they're they're not gonna take us out. You know what that does? Is it freaking programs your mind? Mm Hmm. That's crazy to me. Like, kind of yeah. like what we were talking about in the beginning. Weren't we talking about like thinking things? And then, or was that a different conversation I was in? <laughs> it was probably your dream <laughs> before you got here. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I woke up before I came here. Like, <laughs> I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> but, like, no. So I was in a conversation. It's like your phone, right? Listens. Yeah. 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 We, we talked because about that I've before. Been, yeah. I've been in. Like thinking things and jump online and see it. Well, I've had. Uh, Ooh. I've had. Um, remember that time we were talking about? I can't remember what we were talking about. Then I right when I got back, I seen that uh, link to a, a, a article and I shared it with you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was um, imposter syndrome. Oh yeah, yeah. We were talking about that, and then when I got back, it had that article on there, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Man, these things are listening to us." Oh, for sure. Imposter so. syndrome is real. <laughs> yeah, but that but yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean that like, was another rabbit trying to go down. <laughs> you almost got me there. Yeah, I know. Like, okay, and yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, I I mean, I've known for a long time our phones listen to us. You know, I could be talking about. I remember one time I was like talking about pocket knives with my brother, and like I'm not big on pocket knives. I have yeah. some at home. Sometimes I carry them around in my pocket. I know I'm going to use it. Um, but anyway, I got home and I was 
scrolling through face page and there's all these pocket knives ads. Man. I mean, that happens to everybody. Has anybody else got caught on one of those little slim wallets? Bro, I bought one in the fall. Yeah. Still ain't here. Dang. Did you get on Wish? China. <laughs> I saw the origin. Origin. Mm-hmm. Label origin. It was from China. Sorry that's to get on this rabbit trail. But that's because they're packing it with all their micro technology. And then and if- they can track everything you do and all your friends and, and, and take your DNA and shoot it into the cloud. And then it bounces off like three or four satellites and then they get it back. And then they can make like a Randy clone. Yeah. Firmament. Out in bouncing it off the firmament, yeah, beyond firmament. <laughs> no, I was watching. Um, I mean, my son here, he's in, he's in the house. Um, he likes the Transformers, so we're watching Bumblebee. I mean, that kind of freaked me out. Do you guys watch that? Bumblebee? Oh, well, I watched it once. I, I, like they take that energy from that cube and they'll just like shoot. They just shot that guy's uh, camera. Oh yeah, and it turns I, into a little. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, they on a little yeah. Autobot and they start shooting at him. Boom, 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 boom. It was just like. I was like, man, they're showing us what they what they can do. Yeah, I, that's how I felt, man. I was creeped out by that scene. I was just like, man, they're showing us what they can do with yeah. the technology they got. Maybe they were showing it to us way back in the Maximum Overdrive days, Terminator no. days. No, you guys, oh, you guys never watched that one, huh? I asked you this before. Oh, it was like that truck. Yeah, that you said truck. in the eighties, and it was like yeah, possessed with the, the, with the clown face or Joker face or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of looked like um, the Red October. Oh, uh, it kind of looked like a uh, Green Goblin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. That that Pepsi machine shot him up, or that. Yeah, so I think that's like because even in that Bumblebee, remember that that guy? He's running with that cube, and he accidentally hits that um, vending machine. It turns into an Autobot and it starts shooting everybody, and it's shooting cans of soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it, <laughs> that's what it was doing, but it was shooting out of that little shoot. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we kind of got Whoa, off on I wonder huge we rabbit trail. <laughs> Either huge. we picked up some more listeners or we lost them all. <laughs> They're like, these guys, what are they smoking in their and recovery? This is, and this is what he does to us at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sometimes five in the morning, bro. That's why. That's what's surprising. Like the last text message was at like five forty-five a.m. Like, damn, like, this guy is up already. Like, did he even go to sleep? I know. And you just sent the last one at twelve. What's he on? Man, it's that CPAP man. You get some real good sleep on the CPAP. Machine. Do you really like wake up rested? Yeah, like man, five six hours of sleep on the CPAP. If I keep it on. It's good, man. I wake up and I'm like, man. Does it? Does that give you oxygen mm-hmm. or does it just help you breathe? Um, keeps me from stopping breathing. Oh, because it's just like constant air. So, oh, so it's just like ambient air, like the outside air. Yeah, not nothing. It's like yeah, it's, or nothing. Uh, it's filtered air and it has a humidifier, so it forces you to breathe. Uh. Yeah, it just keeps me breathing. Man, I think I need one of those too. Do they help with allergies? Um, you, know, you know what I was? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I still have allergies, but it's not as bad, I guess. Bro, I think this is, like, my first full year. Like, my eyes burn. My nostrils behind, like, in the back are, like, stuffy. Man, it's because you're turned 40, man. Dog, you know I know. I'm two, I weeks, two weeks from the day I turned man, 40. I feel like I'm falling apart ever since I turned 40, man. All these aches and pains of these rainstorms coming in. My knees and hips start hurting. Dog. Man, it's, it's that 40, man. 
at oh, 40 I'll, ounce. I'll find out next year. <laughs> I'll, this I'll guy see if like... you know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, what I was what I was going to say is I wanted to try out that. Remember that one? That one you can stick in your nostril and it like flushes it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a nasal spray? No, it's like a machine. That, man, it's kind of bulky, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to hold it like that, and you put it in there, and then it, like, shoots up one side, and then it sucks it out the other. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah, you can just buy those cans of that. It does the same thing. Yeah, but it doesn't, like... What does it do? <laughs> just it shoots it up out. one side and sucks it out the other. <laughs> Did you hear him giggle? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, anyway... <laughs> The bad thing nothing. about I got nothing. The bad, the bad thing about that is, is that it costs a hundred dollars. Sweet tail per less cap, less than a dollar a day, or one time use. No, no, you get you, but you have to buy like this salt or whatever it is that this mixture that you put okay. in there. You have to keep buying those, but the machine itself is like a hundred dollars, and that kind of because I wake up and man, I just can't, I can't breathe through my nose. It's just that's how I am. Mm. Pressure behind your nose. Yeah. I've never been like this at all. Man, it's that 40, man, for real. So I use the nasal strips. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Bo- Booker T. At nighttime? Yeah. I think I'm going to do that, man. I got to do something because it's like, someone, who the heck was telling me, oh, I got some Benadryl. I'm like, no way. I don't want to take no Benadryl because that makes you sleep, right? Yeah, I think so. Sleep walk. Yeah. Uh, you be walking around the neighborhood. Yeah, just getting older is like doing all kinds of stuff to me. For real. Me too, man. Right on. <laughs> Are you guys looking at me? So, because <laughs> you're supposed to like guide us through this part of our lives. <laughs> you're like our scout. You've yeah, gone ahead. Yeah, you've already. You've gone ahead. You've gone forth. Morning, my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Fuck you too. <laughs> oh, the door closed by itself. <laughs> JC got his medicine on. Oh, oh <laughs> man. <laughs> One of these days you will learn that medicine. <laughs> Not till after 45. <laughs> right on, right on, man. That was a good one, man. You guys brought it definitely. And if you are new to recovery, new to the red road, or you've been, you know, just keep on practicing that confidentiality, anonymity. Um, keep respecting your fellows. That are in the rooms um, Because They're taking that opportunity To be vulnerable So don't be repeating what they said Outside of those rooms Unless it's like in a good way And you keep the names out of it I think that's fine like JC was saying Um, Even at that For me personally I'll do that But with selective people uh, People that are in the know Mm -hmm. I'll do that with You know like like I'll I'll tell you two gentlemen what what I heard at a meeting because you guys understand. You know what I mean? Like you guys are walking the red road, you're in recovery, so I know you guys will understand. Um any closing thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean going off that it's like um you know, we already said it respect for other people, but like some things just bear repeating, right? That like they're so good, they're so useful. To us, you know, the people that are in recovery, that that you have to be repeated. Um, but without all the all the the details, as it were, um, because I mean, I don't know. It it's just comes back to the fact that you know 
we're here to get better and also, you know, trying to do everything that we can to help other people in their journey. See, the traffic's loud tonight. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, you know, all I, all I got with it. Just have, have respect for yourself. Yes. And then it will be easier to have respect for others. I mean, those, I think that's the order that you have to do it in. Respect yourself. No. Find out what it means to me. No, I think it's just basic human uh, humanity is like respecting others and not sharing their stories outside, especially using names. I think it's all right in generalities. Um, but also, yeah, I don't think it's classy to so-and-so did this and so-and-so did go. that. Yeah, it's just uncouth. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. Because I've seen it and... Oh, you know that thing that gets me is how I yeah uh, yeah that's another one. <laughs> right, we'll stay here. Bye. Thank you guys. <laughs> All right, cool. Man. I was on another tangent. Yeah. Thank you guys for bringing it. Thank you guys for. Tuning in, all our listeners and supporters all over Flat Earth, we love you, we appreciate you, and shout out to our unspoken words disciples. Keep spreading unspoken words gospel, Billy Graham style, we love you, we appreciate you, we are out. Buffalo! <laughs> hey, shout out to Adley Fallsdown Jr., he's out there in uh, Minnesota. Bemidji, baby. Bemidji said that he's uh, spreading the unspoken words gospel out there. So I appreciate you, bro. We grew up together. Love you. Hope you're doing good. Keep stepping and repping on the red road. Oh. Yes, sir. Oh. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen.